did how do you even make friends as an adult are, are we adults we'll fact check that later <laughs> hey, and welcome to another episode of spark for spark we are so happy to have you here i am amy and i am joined with the lovely rachel and we are here to talk about adulting or fr- friends as adulting there we go so just like our last episode, we have the magical jar of questions. We encourage you to ask these questions to your friends, or if you are following on YouTube, drop us a comment. Let us know what your answers are. If you are listening to the podcast, definitely shoot us an email. We want to know these things about you too, okay? So we, I guess, are going to get started. Um, Rachel, do, do the draw. I feel like we need like a, a fancy thing. I don't know. Do you have Do you have a, a direction you'd like me to go? just like drop it right into the middle and pull out whatever you whatever you get okay. I'm nervous it just has the word dessert on it I think this is from the from the beginning before we started asking like intellectual and political questions that this was the like favorite least favorite best worst situation so okay all right we- do we have a situation? I mean, we promised the people like a Russian roulette of, are we going to do like favorite color versus mm-hmm. like deepest, darkest secret? So I feel right. like right on track. Um, okay. So dessert, I guess like, I feel like my least favorite dessert is tiramisu. Is that wrong? Okay. You, like it's the cookie. I can get on board with that. I feel, like I'm, I feel like if it was just full of cookies, it'd be great. But like, because the cookies are like soaked. Yeah. And- and then they sit and they're like soggy and like, oh, like the, it's not a cookie anymore. And so you didn't give me a cake with cookies. You gave me like a cake with like, I don't know. It's, I don't dig it. So I guess tiramisu is my like, oh no, I would say hate and like worst <laughs> for my best. Like anyone who knows me through coaching, anyone who spent any time on my YouTube channel knows my like absolute favorite dessert is cheesecake. And the reason everyone knows this, like it, it would make more sense again if you, if you follow me. Um, but we talk a lot in my program about buying things on credit. Um, we're sort of like, I know I'm going to pay for this with interest later. Like I'm lactose intolerant. So having cheesecake is like a bestie is problematic for me. Um, but every year for my birthday, like my husband takes me out to a fancy restaurant and get my little cheesecake with like, I don't know, it's like chocolate and caramel and stuff. And I just book the next day off worth it. So I figure if I'm, if I'm willing to like book a day off work for a dessert, it's gotta be my favorite. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Um, I am not, I, I do have thoughts, but I am just going to throw out there the food allergy parrot in me needs to remind people that an intolerance is not the same as an allergy. And if somebody tells you that they are allergic to something, you should not insist they have just a little bit that can kill them. Like, don't do that. Lactose intolerant. Like you're not, you're not going to die. You might wish you had, but you're going to (laughs) be Right, right. It's two different things. Let's just, for the people who can't handle it out there, remind people what that means for real life. I I understand that things should not be soggy. Like that's an actual thing we're actively avoiding in a dessert. So I can be on board with tiramisu could end up being soggy. Like I totally get that. I will not miss the opportunity to point out that it's flavored with coffee and I 
would not guess that you would be like that thing that tastes like coffee. No, because it murdered cookies. It murdered the cookies. Yeah. That's assault. Like, no, we don't support this. We'll allow that. Yeah. Like coffee cake. Yeah. Coffee, like flavored cheesecake on it. Like this. No. Right. No, no, no. Um, I feel like a bad New Yorker because as a New Yorker, cheesecake would not be my first pick. I will pick it. (laughs) Let's just make sure we understand dessert better than no dessert in almost every circumstance. But like, I am in a space where the thing has to be worth it at this point in my life. And um, yeah, like I'll eat a cheesecake, but I generally won't order it somewhere because you never know which like which cheesecake you're going to end up with. Right. I mean, that's a pretty that's a, a variable. And I don't I don't like I a variable. Like stuff it out for you. OK, like that's <laughs> I would prefer that. Yeah. Yes. Um, normally my immediate answer to best dessert would be like one of a few things just because as normal, I can't choose a thing, um, because decisions, but like, I love a creme brulee because I like the satisfaction of thwacking the top of it and having it shatter, um, That is not something I always order out. If it's on the menu, I will often order that, but I don't just automatically get it. I, I, I enjoy a visual. So like, if you have a menu and you have a visual, I want to know what it's coming in because if you're serving me creme brulee in like a three inch deep ramekin, we are going to have a chat. It, (laughs) I am not, I'm not, no. Um, I, Also, in my pre-gluten-free days, would absolutely have chosen like a pastry over something else. So in Napoleon, my very favorite pastry of all time, I would eat that all of the places. Yes. Um, Because in New York, it's very easy to find an Italian bakery and go in. And if they've screwed it up, then like that that's kind of like a you and you and god and your ancestors level such i i can't even help you in that situation um or pie so like i grew up in um like kind of farm food family um we have family that owns farms and so like uh eating a piece of apple pie for breakfast with like a piece of sharp cheddar cheese was not out of the question um but I never order pie out because I am very 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 fussy about the crust and zero crust out someplace is not that like glassy like no yeah we'll fight I can't this is interesting I hate pie I will not pie the only pie that I'll do is like a pumpkin pie but that's only because it's a vehicle for the whipped cream that's true yeah yeah I I can understand that for sure um the thing I would choose last cake 
every time. I will literally choose if it's like cake and other choices. I won't even look at the type of cake. I don't even care. I don't want to see it. Don't even share with me the information. So is that like a celiac, like you've been like, it's imprinted on your body? I just hate how people make cake. What is it about the cake? That they don't do it right. No. So (laughs) my, so my grandmother growing up, um, made wedding cakes and things for people. My grandfather was a Quaker pastor. Yes, I am obviously still wearing jewelry and a color. Like we can talk about that later, but like she just knew how to make the things. And so like the frosting has to be very specific. I don't want that like whipped cream, like whipped cream, um, like grocery store. That's not frosting. Who told you that? Who lied to you? Sugar and butter. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so like, it needs to be a very specific consistency. It needs to taste a certain way. And also I will not eat dry cake. Like if, if by the time you've carried it to me, there are crumbs on the plate. What did you do to this? But what made you think that was an appropriate thing to serve to me? How long has that cake been cut? Like, no. So I really, that's my least, that's my least thing. Maybe only surpassed by like something that we've put walnuts or pecans in. Pecans, 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 pecans. pecans. No. I mean, we're a nut-free family at this point, but I was a I was a no nut dessert person long before my kid. So no, I'm gonna place walnuts. Like, come on, this is not it. <laughs> we're not we're not here for like healthful oils. No, don't try and trick me. Don't try and trick me. Like I I like cake. Like it's not usually my first choice for mm-hmm. something. I really like cupcakes. Like they can be really fun. Whatever you can do, really cool things with them. Um, but like I have like cake trauma in my family cake trauma so like my sister and I have the same birthday not twins she's an asshole and was born a month early on my birthday like on purpose obviously like if you met her it's on purpose um but so like we had our birthdays together every year we're like also right at Christmas and so like for our birthdays like our family would get together and we would put up the Christmas tree at our party it became like part of the holiday tradition everyone would come we'd put up the Christmas tree my like grandpa would bring um Mrs. Brioni's lasagna which I like didn't like it was a mess it was a hot mess um and then my mom would have to make us both a cake and I don't know what was going on in my mind like when I picked the cake but like I picked it as a child when like my sister was turning one or whatever, my mom was like, don't worry, like you're going to get your own cake. You're still special or whatever. Cause she like missed my last birthday. She was busy making my sister. Um, but yeah, so she always made us these separate cakes. And like from the time my sister arrived, I swear to this day, I have the same cake. It is like, this is a must have. It's a chocolate cake with white icing and dinosaur sprinkles. I'm 35. It has to happen. <laughs> it's it's a thing. And she was like totally normal. I was like a chocolate cake with chocolate icing and just like no sprinkles, please. I was like, no, they must be opposite and there must be dinosaurs. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm never going to get over it. That's hilarious because if I were to choose a cake, it would be chocolate cake with white frosting. 
frenzies. I'm I'm very on top of a sprinkle. Like and the I mean, are, like they're hard to find. Like you kind of gotta know where a to little go. bit of work, right? A little bit of proof to like, me you whoa. still love me best. Dinosaurs, like that's like yes. Like, there was like a, a phase in my life where it was kind of uncool to have dinosaurs on your cake, but now as an adult, they're like, wow, you're so like whimsical and fun. <laughs> like, thank you. I know. Yes, thank you. That's my trauma. Um, yeah no I okay first of all I I really did have to like not have a medical emergency when I was told that your birthday this is why I'm an only child I can't how disgustingly rude I had all the siblings for you I feel like I'm balancing out this equation for us you're welcome (laughs) but my before I had an inkling that I could ask for something else my grandmother made me a cake every year and then the cupcakes I would have to bring into my class were miniatures of whatever she had made so one year I wanted like a rainbow with clouds and so every individual cupcake had a tiny little rainbow with clouds on it one year I had a Cinderella cake and she made like a whole carriage and everything and then each of them had like a very specific thing attached to that and so but then I got wise so that I could ask for something else and I started asking for um cream puffs (laughs) so every year she would make me cream puffs but my grandmother um was the youngest of her family and um brother two sisters and her I think and I just remember growing up every year her sister would make her a pineapple upside down cake for her birthday and I remember it very specifically because her birthday was the day before July 4th so we would be at some like park picnic place and we would have picnic out and then we would eat that my grandmother hated pineapple upside down cake and I just kept saying to her like why don't you just tell her and she because it was the other sister's favorite cake the sister that didn't live near them but like I was like why don't you just tell her it was I didn't understand the family dynamic of like not offending a sibling I was like I don't understand why you'd put up with that but it's the same like my sister loved this lasagna I really didn't care for it but like every year for my birthday we ate this stupid lasagna and like I totally get it like my mom was throwing a big party it was like right before Christmas she was busy at work like my grandpa just offered to bring it it was on the way it was like no big deal for him like I understand now as an adult like this was very practical and also my sister loved it and everybody else at the table loved it I was the only one and I never said anything so like it's not like somebody was like oh like you don't like it why are we having it like I'd like you know me, I button my mouth about wow. it. Well, yes. God forbid I inconvenience somebody. Like I understand the practicality of all of this. Like I'll just, I'll just be here with my dinosaur cake. Sorry. It's fine. I'm sorry. Let's move on. <laughs> In a minute to recover. Favorite ambient noise. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I like it. I'll, I got this one. So I... I love learning. I feel like I'm just going to be like a lifelong learner. Um, and so I have like two things. If you're going to go favorite ambient noise, there are two things. There's um, like sitting in a library and just hearing the pages turn over and hearing people like muttering to each other. Like I used to study in the library all the time. Again, because I had so many brothers and sisters, like 
it was easier to just go study in the quiet at home where they're not like little kids and all that stuff. And so I spent a lot of time in libraries and then in university, I was in a dorm and it was cramped. And so it's just in the library all the time. And that just became the way that I just sit calmly. Like I love that noise. And then kind of, I want to say when I grew up, when I got it and I got a job, um, like I spent some time working in my sort of field as a social worker. Um, and then I ended up transitioning back into law which like my whole family works in law. Like my grandpa started a law firm. My mom grew up working there and she now is like a legal bookkeeper, accountant person. Um, and so it feels like home, like I get how it works. I also grew up in everybody's law firms. Um, and so I transitioned there and it's the same thing where it's just like the little tapping on the keys and like no one's supposed to talk, which is weird. So everybody's like trying to talk low enough that like the boss can't hear you like in front of his office. And it's just like, ah. Oh calms me down so much like I keep thinking like just for working myself like I've got to look that up on YouTube and see if there's just a recording of like a library um or a recording of just like ambient office noise I'm sure there's got to be or I'm just gonna like go to my local library and like record on the DL for like three hours and put it on a loop for myself um but yeah feel like definitely have like a favorite ambient noise which I don't know is that weird no okay good I love that Oh God, <laughs> no, yeah, no, I really love that. That's like the, the presence of noise without the presence of noise. Like I really, and it's I the love the concept. People. I like being with people, but still separate and quiet and alone. Mm -hmm. But like, cause like I said, like I, I was in like sort of the dorms all through university and it was really lonely like it was great to have my own space and like because I like as a December baby went into school a year earlier so I went to university at 17. I'd never been alone it was scary it was weird but also exciting but like it was so many hours logging by myself that it was nice to just go and be with people and kind of have that because like I come from a huge family we kind of lived on top of each other to suddenly be alone all the time um was a little nerve-wracking in the beginning so just the idea of just being with people sort of that like alone together kind of deal is just yeah. so comforting it feels like it's like gives me that feeling of like a weighted blanket it's that kind of silent hug like, oh like I'm not alone I love that <clears throat> what about you um I think I, I kind of have a few, at least yours were like connected, but I think, um, I, I have several different, <laughs> I have several different personalities. That's not what I mean, but, um, but like, I have several different like spaces. I can't, I can't be in the same thing. Like whatever I, whoever I feel like I am that day creatively, I have to kind of be that. And so I think I have a few, but, um, I really enjoy, um, the sounds that were kind of around my grandparents' house growing up. So they lived on a private lake in a wildlife, um, preserve. So like the only people who could hunt there were the people who lived there and things like that. And so there was a lot of just like a random lap of water coming up because something jumped, you know, out in the middle of the lake and like the breeze through the leaves in the trees and, like a cricket or, you know, a frog or whatever. And just that kind of 
that, but not an actual water noise that makes you have to go potty, but like just the, and then I also, um, this is kind of like yours where it's that like, I'm alone. I have my autonomy, but like you can feel everybody around you is just like the noise of Manhattan or like the city, like not the city, meaning any city, the city, like New York city <laughs> for those who are from New city um like just hearing that and it's really interesting because I don't live where there's that kind of stuff and I grew up where there was like silence or crickets like there were no anything in between and so but I don't sleep any better anywhere than if I'm in the middle of the woods or if I'm in New York Mm -hmm. like Mm-hmm. it's so bizarre that they would both have the exact same effect on my body. Like I, I, mean, I go out into that and my whole nervous system is just like, <sighs> yeah, it makes sense. Like, it's almost like, like when I sleep, I have like our fan on, which like back when I had, and was like sweating my way through the night, the fan started. And now I just can't sleep without the noise. Cause I have like the two dogs and I have my partner and like, everybody's making all this noise and breathing. Like, it's terrible. I can't listen to it. Love the fan. But I also have like a white noise app on my phone. It does like a thunderstorm. It's wonderful. You can't hear the repeat. It's magic. But I put it so low that I can't consciously hear it. Like if I can mm-hmm. consciously hear it, my brain catches on and it's like, oh, this is lovely and so relaxing and I'm not sleeping. I'm enjoying this. But if it's like one step lower than that, I sleep like the dead. And I feel like it's just that there's so much noise coming in that my body's like, oh, like I couldn't hear someone breaking in if I wanted to, like, let's just go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, I feel like it would be the same, like, cause like I've been to New York city as well. Like it's very similar to Toronto. Um, and that sort of like hustle and bustle feel like everyone going somewhere. Um, and I get the same kind of feeling downtown where there's just so much stimulation that my brain's like, forget it, <laughs> forget it. Just go where you're going. We'll oh, see. that must be Bye. it, Amy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Feel it. Um, ta-da as usual. Sensory overstimulation. <laughs> that makes sense. There you go. So next time you're in New York City, hit record for a couple of hours and you'll sleep like right? Seriously. Oh my god. Do gosh. it in Central Park so you can get some bugs in there too. A couple of crickets. Oh my gosh. I love. I'm so excited um <clears throat> when we go during the summer because we go to Central Park and we see all the lightning bugs. Mm. Or you can weigh in if you call them fireflies. Um you don't have either, so <laughs> you win. <laughs> Starbucks don't have flashlights on their bus. Although I did, Sorry. I did that. I used to run in the like Dawn Valley, which is like so nice. All this nature. Like I saw a deer one time. The most exciting thing I ever saw was two squirrels having a ninja fight. It was the best thing I've ever seen. It was these, like, there were these two little squirrels and like one was on the curb and one was like kind of up in like a tree or something. And the one in the tree kind of like jumped and like did a flip. And then the other one jumped and they like hit each other midair. And then they were like tackling each other and having this crazy fight. But every time they part, they like jump back and then jump back into each other. I was like, they're having like a legit ninja fight. It's the best thing I've ever seen on a run. <laughs> like all my years of running. Anyone's like, what's the coolest thing you've ever seen running in the dawn? I'm like, the two squirrels having a ninja fight. It's like the best. Oh my gosh, I love it. That cracks me up. All right. This is a hard one. For, I don't know. Um, something that makes you happy. Hmm. Hmm. That's a big one because it is like, is it like a thing? Is it an experience? Right. Is it whatever you want it to? Who put that in a jar? 
who did that to us? I, I apparently had a lapse in judgment. Um, I would say, I would say there's two things that I know without fail always bring me joy. If we'll accept mm-hmm. that as an answer. Yeah. One I would say is running just because I tend to run outside on trails. Um, like it's sort of like connecting with that, which is greater. Like I'm part of the whole world. It's not just me. There's like so much less pressure. It's almost like when you see those um, sort of like memes on Instagram where it's like the, the universe and there's like a little arrow and it's like, that's you worried about your water bill. <laughs> like, it kind of feels like that where I kind of get pulled out of my own self and my own sort of needs and worries because there's nothing that I can do about it. And on the trail, like I'm lucky if I even bring my phone. Um, and so that always brings me peace and joy, especially running in the rain. I love mm. running when it's like raining up because there comes a point where you're just saturated and you're like, well, now I'm just wet and there's nothing I can do about it. Your body kind of acclimates to that. Um, but the thing that I loved about running in the rain was there would come a certain point in the trail that I did where you were like eight miles from the last place that you could drop in. So anyone there is like an experienced runner on a long run. And so the days that it was like raining up everyone was so nice. Like everyone was like high-fiving or like waving or like good morning. And it was because we were like, oh, like you're, you're one of us, right? Like I love running because, um, it's so inclusionary. Like if both of your feet lift off the ground at the same time, and you meant them to do that, you're a runner. Like we will take you, you're welcome here. We will make this work for you. But there was something really special about being out in the rain and knowing that you're going to see all of those people at the marathon. Um, mm-hmm. Being like, oh, like, I know what you're doing because we are 16 miles into this trail and you couldn't come in for like, like there's like half an hour to the next exit. Like, hey, how are you doing? How's your training going? Are you cool? Um, yeah. Seeing those people repeatedly afterwards and being like, I know who you are. Like, I saw you in the rain and we're like besties. Um, yes. so that's something that consistently always brings me joy. I would say the second thing, um, is my dogs. Like I know this is really corny, but I have two little dogs. I like accidentally turned them into lap dogs, my bad. Um, but there's like one of them in particular pancake. She's our smaller dog and she's like always on somebody. Um, I'm sure for people watching YouTube, she will come here at some point and be on the, on the podcast with us. Um, but she likes to crawl under blankets and it gets really chilly in our house. And so like, we're like watching a movie or whatever, you have a blanket and just little bulge starts coming towards you. And then this little nose pops out and just like sort of lays down on your chest and you feel like a, and she'll just sleep like that forever. Sometimes she'll do it in, in my sweater as well. Well, she'll be sitting in my lap and she just starts like burrowing up my sweater. And then you just see this little nose pop out at the neck. And she's just like, and she'll just hang there in the sweater. It's super weird. Um, But I would say like, I don't know if you've ever seen the thing, like, does it ever occur to you that like your animals are like wild animals and they just choose to live with you and not kill you? That thought crosses my mind a lot because they're here, they're playing, they're so cute. And I'm like, it's super weird that like, these are wild animals. Um, And they're like playing, like super weird. Um, and so to like have them there sleeping and feeling safe and all those things, knowing that they're animals and that we sort of like created this trusting relationship where they know, like, I can just go to sleep and, and mom's going to handle it. Like, you know, the whole like dog, mom, whatever I'm going to handle it for them. They feel relaxed. They feel safe. Like we've got this and they can just rest like brings me so much sort of rest in my own nervous system. Cause I'm mm. like, well, if they're, they're the alarm system, if they're sleeping, <laughs> I can relax. 
okay, everyone's cool. Let's just like hang out and watch Bridgerton then. So I would say that those are the two things that like every single time consistently bring me joy. I like it. You go. I like it. Um, I think, um, I'm learning to admit that I like recognition, which I don't think that I ever would have admitted because that would have felt, um, very self-absorbed and not humble in my previous life, but like growing up and being in theater, um, you know, curtain call and taking your bow and having people clap and like people being excited and like enjoying what you just did, whether it was a thing that made them think about something or a thing that finally gave them um, the trigger for their own emotions to come out that they had been holding in or um, it was just like fun for that amount of time like I think that makes me happy like you know a story makes me happy in any way shape or form whether it's hearing somebody's story or telling a story or watching a story or whatever um finding a tv show that I really 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 like because I'm not afraid to admit I like crappy tv too but like I like real tv I like watching the actors I like considering why they made the choice or paying attention to their choices. Like I like analyzing what's going on in front of me. Credit work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like that makes me really happy. Um, And I think, I think the recognition comes in also with people like asking me um, or like inviting me to share what I know about something and then like really listening and caring about what I have to say like that brings me a lot of joy you know if you're gonna be woo woo and talk about human design that like that's actually who my soul being is created to interact with people and I spend a lot of energy spinning my wheels like providing energetic for people that like they didn't ask for and I'm not really supposed to do that until people ask for it and so being asked for it is like now recognizing that I need to be asked being asked and recognizing that I got that invitation is like a real kick for me um but I also like I'm a very nervous performer and my son is like the chillest performer and so I get nervous when he's about to perform because I'm nervous that he's not nervous. And I'm also nervous that I'm nervous. And also everybody should be very nervous. And so like, I sit with like all this anxiety in my body. And then when it inevitably goes well, like watching everybody applaud him like I get a real specific kick out of that right now in my life too. So, but basically just being the center of attention and having people clap for me is my favorite thing. I, like, I work with a lot of different types of people. Anxiety is a theme that runs through um, kind of the clients that I work with. And I find that we often conflate getting recognition, right? Feeling valued almost with vanity. Mm-hmm. they're completely different things like it's absolutely okay to be like yeah I worked really hard on that you should clap for me because I I deserve that and that is how we as a society 
like recognize people for their hard work. Mm-hmm. There is nothing wrong with getting first place and getting a medal. Like that doesn't make you vain. And it's not vain to want that. Right. right. And it's just so interesting hearing, like you said, the different stories and people coming in and how that kind of manifests in their lives. Like I'm not allowed to want these things. I'm not allowed to want to be the center of attention. Someone has to be the center of attention. Like it's the center. Someone has to go there. Like I don't, I do not volunteer as tribute. Like get in there. Like you're doing me a favor, right? It's like, we're all sort of meant to fall on this spectrum. And I feel like there's so much pressure to not want those things, even if, you know, you are designed to be in that place. I think that it's such an important conversation um, to have with one another that it's okay. It's okay to want to be celebrated because there are people around you who want to celebrate you. Um, Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 And I think too, watching um, like professional performers, not that, not that people don't reach a certain level of celebrity or um, fame or whatever, and don't get into being a jerk but I really hold the belief that they were a jerk before that ever happened. Like, I don't necessarily know that that's the thing that made them that way. They probably were showing up somehow that way in their life before. We just now have to see it. And like, they're impacting people on a bigger scale and probably somebody has behaviorally or otherwise told them they're actually allowed, like, that they're allowed to impact the people around them that way. And I think maybe it's the permission that we feel more. Like the lowering of repercussions for being that way. A lower barrier to entry to being Basically, (laughs) yes. But I think when I watch, um, like particularly uh, theater actors, um, because you could be like the most famous person and get paid the most of the people and you're still like just making regular people money you know they're not making like Tom Cruise money they're making you know what I don't know why he's the person who jumped into me but maybe it's because we're the same height I'm just kidding he's 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 a lot taller than I am Um, but like I have friends who went to theater school with me or still are in that space professionally. And, you know, it'll be like, oh, I knew that person when and look at how much like they've changed or they've whatever. And I'm like, have they changed into somebody who's not humble and a jerk? Or are they not energetically apologizing for being allowed to take up space in a space they worked really hard to be good at and should be allowed to take up space in like is that are you are you seeing confidence now and that's a trauma response for you to see people who are confident you know or like you're not confident enough to have gone into the room they entered that made the difference in what happened for them and you have a feeling about it. And so I think sometimes it's also hearing people's reactions to other people enjoying that, that I'm like, Ooh, should you enjoy that? Like, that's hard to take, but no, you're exactly right. And that also has a lot to do with being an adult and making the type of friends who want to applaud for people. Like if in my worst week, if a good thing happened for you, I would be able to muster the same joy and excitement for you 
as if I was having my best week because I genuinely want you to do well. And I don't feel like you doing well at a point when I'm not doing well is like an indicator that you get something I don't get to have. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. You and I work in very similar fields, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're, we're colleagues. Um, and so I feel like it's so interesting having this relationship almost for the first time as an adult, where like we do the same thing and I will mm-hmm. still celebrate like wholeheartedly everything you tell me. It's not like when I have these friends who are kind of like peripherally similar to me and it feels mm-hmm. like we're competing or something. Like mm-hmm. it's so weird. Like having these very like like a smaller group of friends that's very intentional. Like my my other kind of bestie is also in this circle with us, like just right. from kind of a different angle and it's so interesting that it just feels like there's endless pie right there is the the better you're doing the better we're all doing like I just want to funnel as many energies and vibes your way as I possibly can because I just want you to go up because I know you do the same thing for me like you would never begrudge me something working for me you would never like I don't feel like I obviously I'm not a mind reader Amy you're not a mind reader um but like it feels to me like you're separate like you're so separate from me that like I'm not envious envious of you I'm not jealous there's like none of those things happening like the I just want you to go as high as possible and I'm going to give you whatever things I have to give you like obviously I have boundaries whatever um but like if there's something that I can do to lift you up like I'm more than happy to do that like that also consistently brings me joy um like and you being successful somewhere where I'm not successful it doesn't have the same impact on me as it used to, which I think is really interesting. Um, this kind of just, I guess, a part of growing up for me is that like, that is working for you. And that's so great. And maybe I need to move on from this space because it's not right for me or like vice versa. Right. So I don't know. It's just something very yeah. interesting. Yes. And I think it helps too, that I don't actually think that we would um, pull in the same client Mm -hmm. does that make sense like are we we do well together but our personalities in maybe nobody's noticed yet but like we are very different Mm. in a lot of ways and how we show up and so I don't even know that we would ever pull in the same people but I think being heavier into the world of energetics and really looking at what are the energetic truths about things and where what's gray that people think are black and white and the reality that like abundance is very literally limitless the fact that our world has it that um some resources are so drastically skewed is a really bad uh visual for what is actually a situation and when you think that person doesn't need that wealth. Like you could spread that and everybody could have equal wealth. It's like, you don't even have to take anything away from that person for other people to be able to have equal wealth. It's literally existing. We just don't always. Now, let's not pretend there's not like physical real world um, blocks to you know, getting people there. That's not me saying, I mean, I, I didn't grow up in money at all. So like, I'm not saying, oh, person that is struggling. The reason you're struggling is because you haven't energetically opened your, no, there's a whole slew of things messing you over. 
because our world doesn't work with the energetic truth <laughs> that that's that that's there but as as a formerly highly competitive female myself it 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 does can take continuous internal work to really recognize that that sensation when it does accidentally still come up and um and being able being able to 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 rely on the recognition that because we don't serve the same people if only one of us does well only one group of people's getting helped like and that's not how you and I feel about people or when it do the job and so like okay I'm not gonna play I did just I just decided the conversation that 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 question was over and I pulled this even though I'm the reason we kept like ruminating over that um this one is definitely yours I remember you telling it to me uh fast food and why I think you asked favorite fast food, but I was like, but we're not saying favorite. So I refuse to put that on the card. And because I am 3000 miles away with my own thing, I can do it. I mean, we're working together, but also in the end, I have complete control over these. Pieces of I, think I have the, I have the stop recording button. Who has Let's be honest. Um, okay, favorite fast food and why? I can't remember the premise of that question. Favorite fast food and why? What was the current trigger in your life that was like we? I know. Well, and it's my fault because I keep just randomly Instagramming you things like, oh, like this random sentence, and you're like, I am gonna have to ask you, I guess, to, to learn more about what that's for. Um, let me. Oh no. Um, favorite fast food and why? Honestly. I'm a huge fan of like chicken McNuggets. Okay. Which is like kind of gross because like I've seen like the like how they make them and I'm like, oh, but like I just can't get enough of them. I just can't get enough. And like, why? I don't remember what the actual purpose of the question was. So like because they're delicious and they like remind me of like core childhood memories where I'm like, oh chicken nuggets. Like I can't get enough. I'd say that that's my favorite fast food. I like that. I like a chicken McNugget. Right? There's some- Which sauce? No sauce. I'm a chicken nuggetist. <sighs> okay. <laughs> it's fine. We'll just, we'll just it's, keep so moving. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. So I, like, as a kid, I had a lot of food anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it was just because we didn't, like, like, we didn't have any money. Like, my parents divorced when I was, like, teeny-weeny. Like, they were both kind of like, oops, that was a terrible financial decision. Um, And so, like, we ate, like, fish sticks just constantly and so like there was no flavor really Mm -hmm. in our stuff it was like that in craft dinner like and so I like things really bland like I eat my salads naked like people comment on Instagram all the time like why don't your salads ever have dressing on them like do you not do dressing and I'm like well like they're like do I not make dressing like for my website um and I'm like well here's here's the situation like because I don't waste food, like I'm going to eat that picture when that picture is done. <laughs> I don't eat salad dressing because it's too flavorful for my poor little taste buds. So the picture's nude because I'm going to eat it nude. Um, like it was a huge thing when I met my husband, like we were on a date and he didn't know that I had all these random food anxieties that I had had forever. And he was like, oh, like we'll put some avocado on the salad. And I freaked out. <laughs> Like, and this was like our second date. And he's like, 
like is avocado like you've never had guacamole and I was like no because I'm terrified of avocados like I'm terrified um and because I hadn't done any culinary adventures I still had really sensitive taste buds so like no spice like limited like anything on it because everything was just so flavorful and it's like we did avocado and it like took a bunch of tries for me to try it like it was a whole thing and so it makes perfect sense to me if I'm going like the nostalgia route Mm -hmm. for my favorite fast food that I would never have eaten it with any kind of sauce because they all scared me (laughs) like because we didn't have them at home okay and so that makes sense I did the safe thing like and so like as an adult when I'm like kind of trying to go back to that comforting place it makes total sense and honestly I've just never tried the I've never tried them with sauce well they the sauce only tastes good on that nugget like you can't you can't like eat another nugget with that like if you go to if you go to the place that we're not saying because nobody's sponsoring us um, but if you were to eat a McNugget um And then you like had an extra sauce and you brought it home and you were like, I have a chicken tender in my freezer. Not the same. No. Okay. Lucky we had this conversation. Full stop. Absolutely not. Unacceptable. Okay. All right. Now I'm curious. Just sludge. I'm going to like send Eric like a message and be like, can you bring home chicken nuggets and also a variety of sauces? (laughs) (laughs) No explanation. Well, he knows we're recording this right now. And so he'll probably figure out that something weird happened and it now requires chicken nuggets. Well, and I feel like, I feel like what will happen in your relationship that has happened in other friendship relationships is that people don't need to ask anymore, were you talking to me? Because like, I am often the impetus for some dumb thing that happened. Right. Like people... People don't even ask anymore. Like I get on with certain friends and and there you see their partner go to ask who and then they don't even have to ask. Oh, you just did some really dumb random thing. You're obviously on. <laughs> I have the problem where like people don't necessarily know that you've been talking to me, but you will take away very specific phrases and just incorporate them into your vernacular. I've been told on several occasions that I have a very particular way of speaking, which I am oblivious to. Uh, I have no idea, but on like several like doctors and things are like, you have a very particular way of speaking. Like one time um, I got strep throat like four months in a row. It was terrible. It was terrible. And my doctor was like, if you get this one more time, I'm taking out your tonsils. And like, without missing a beat, I was like, you're going to amputate my tonsils? And he was like, yes. Like nobody says it that way, but I mean like technically yes <laughs> like and it's I don't know so I find that over time people will like pick up random phrases that make no sense or are not the way that you would say that and they just start spitting them out and I notice this because a lot of my clients are seniors and so I meet them and they talk one way and like I was talking with somebody today and she's like 82 years old and she was like yeah no sweet <laughs> it's like yes <laughs> We've infiltrated this. It happens all the time. And I'm like, oh, like that just, I'm like, where did you pick that up from? Like, that's, you've never talked like that before. And they're like, oh, I'm, t- oh, I got that from you. Oh, no. <laughs> Ruining everybody's grandma. <laughs> like, oops, my bad. That makes me so happy. Yeah. It's like really weird stuff. And like, I have like very specific Canadian phrases also. Wow. I didn't realize until I saw it on TikTok. TikTok, TikTok a bunch of times um, that like Canadians do the like, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, for sure. Yeah, no. 
I was like, oh, that's so funny. Like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if somebody said that? And then my husband asked me a question and I was like, oh yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, no. And I was like, oh, it's real. I think I messaged you and I was like, do I do this? <laughs> but where I grow up, we, we do that too. So maybe it's just that we're very close we're to neighbors. you guys. We're neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. But we also say you guys, which I really am trying to take out of, like, unless I'm having a conversation with somebody that I know that does not impact at all. Mm -hmm. I do not use that like gender specific phrase when I meet new people or I have people that I don't use it. Uh, I picked up y'all from a bunch of my Southern clients. I had a whole bunch of people like stacked in a row. And as soon as they were done, I was like, oh no, (laughs) I've been (laughs) y'all. I just can't no. shake it. I can't shake it. I'm so sorry. I very like I tr- white knuckle not letting that come out of my mouth because I will not let the transition become complete. Honestly, I don't live there, so it doesn't impact me. I'm just right. Like, you know what? I'm just quirky and work internationally. <laughs> like, right. Whoa. No, I don't want people to mistake me for somebody that is from where I currently live. Um, no one would mistake me for accidentally living in the south. very very high up (laughs) that's also true um okay what's your what's your favorite fast food and why so my five years of french knows what you just asked me um no is that not right (laughs) wait a minute yes it was wait a minute what did i just say (laughs) um uh so um, I really like past tense, um, the chicken sandwich from Burger King. I cannot help you. It is like, I don't understand it. I don't understand it, but it is maybe the thing I am most angry about that I can't eat. That's like just a thing that could possibly show up as available to me in my normal everyday life. I am plainly most angry that I will never eat a piece of real pizza or a bagel ever again. Um, Because I, I, I won't die immediately um, from putting that into my body, but my body will hurt itself over it until it's very upset. And, um, the things won't stay in my body and this way. (laughs) So like, (laughs) it hits my stomach and my stomach's like, not here, not today, Satan. And then like throws it back. Um, but when I was growing up, our um, uh, family practice doctor used to give all the kids a coupon for a kid size French fry from the place that McNuggets come from that we are not sponsored by. So <laughs> um, the one <laughs> that place. And even now, um, I mean, I've had medical anxiety apparently my whole life before the medical field even had a chance to hurt me. Um, but I, and there are things in my life where I'm like, the only thing that could solve this would be to purchase those French fries for me. Um, I don't, I can't eat those anymore either, just because I'm too afraid of like what's been in the fryer and everything else with things. Um, but 
much like the what potato would you be question that's been going around, like I would be a fry of some kind and it is most likely that I would be a curly fry. That would be my immediate response and like not a curly fry that like looks like a plain old white French fry, like a curly fry that has like a spice to it. Locks was a French fry. Right. Little curl. Correct. Okay. Yes. I think I was a twice baked potato. I think that's what I picked. As my I could get on board with that. Right? That's not a sad thing. When we hang out, when we when we meet each other for reals, yo, I'm going to make you a twice baked potato. You will never go back. Yay. You can also make it yourself. It's on my website. If you like, don't wait for us. Listen, most of what's on your website shows up daily in our household. And I will tell you the really bizarrely interesting thing is I was also a no salad dressing person growing up, like as a kid. And if I go someplace and there's like, like if you're at a wedding or a formal military event or something like that, and they give you the salad where they put all the salad on all of the plates and then some poor schmuck had to go through with a little ladle and go like bloop, bloop, bloop. And like some salads have like all the dressing on them and some salads have like a, a, oops, I dropped that on that dress it. And like, you never know if it's going to be on all of the salad or some of the salad. Like I, I am not a surprise me salad dressing person. I like Caesar salad dressing. I like two specific ones. You can't just give me whatever one you think is okay. It's not true. You're wrong. Um, Or I will, if I have to, eat a very specific restaurant salad dressing that is, is famous for having salad and breadsticks that is not real food of that back. It is not real Italian food that that place but that is like I would rather have no salad dressing than have one of those things so controversial issue apparently I mean if anybody has an opinion on it please please let us know where you stand also you have salad dressings on your website the fact that you don't have a photo of them drizzled on your lettuce in your kitchen is like neither here nor there you have on the internet like first of all go go do your research and then come back google is free (laughs) but i'm not mean Mm. so are we done then yeah probably okay All right. Well, then I guess we're done. Okay. Love you. Bye. All right. Well, we will catch you in the next episode. If you have anything, if you want to answer these questions, shoot us an email, drop us a comment. We want to know these things about you too. Have a great day.